Hi, and welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. I am Melissa Alguera, your personal identity life coach. Let's go to the podcast. Hey, you guys. Well, I want to say welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. Today, I want to talk to you about marriage and just to give you some hope for your marriage if you've gone through lots of pain lots of turmoil and any sort of infidelity, betrayal, maybe sex addiction with betrayal. And, you know, I need to preface this before I give you a little bit of hope. So number one, there's hope for your marriage when both people are willing to do the really, really hard work that it takes in order to have a healthy marriage and the marriage that you long for. And you may not even know exactly what that looks like. You may not even know what type of marriage you long for. And the reason why I wanted to do this was because I want to share with you what I've experienced personally and what I do with my couples and how we work the process of healing. So first, yes, both partners have to be willing to face and feel the very difficult things that they've been avoiding or coping or using coping mechanisms to not deal with. Uh, both people have to be willing to go in this together because without the other person, you're really going to be just dragging the person along with you and they're not going to be involved. It'll really be just a one-sided marriage. And so it takes a lot of courage to face and feel in reality and face the the difficulties that we have as people. So I want to just kind of start with some hope because as some of you may have heard and know my story, um, Almost three and a half years ago now, my marriage exploded, blew up, disintegrated, destroyed at the bottom of the barrel, nothing left, and had two kids out of that nothingness marriage in a sense. And so it was really, really hard because I personally um, did not know if anything was salvageable. And, you know, I, with having two kids and, I had a career at that time. I was doing hair and was wanting to transition out of that and had no idea what I wanted to do. It made it really difficult for me when our marriage blew up after discovering years and years of sex addiction that my husband was hiding. And it was devastating. It was, um, I, I, I can only like describe the experience as completely traumatizing for me. Um, a lot of it was traumatizing for him too, because he literally did not want me to know this side of him. He did not want me to know about the behaviors that he was engaging in that he felt so shameful about. He did not think that I would love him, which makes sense, right? Like, obviously, if somebody is um, committing adultery, obviously, it would be very scary to, to let the person know that they've been doing that in secret. And would they even stay with you after that? And it, And it makes so much sense that, you know, me as a betrayed partner, like, why would I want to stay? And so let me give you some some examples of why I decided to work it out with my husband and then what I see in my couples. So number one, when my husband, when when we first got married, there were some things that I noticed in him that I really wasn't aware of um, as how people should behave and respond. I just took it as this, like, he's just being defensive and thinking I'm over the top and I'm the one with the problem, you know? And so we had a lot of issues in the beginning of our marriage because he had a real 
issue with boundaries. And that was for even things that would be considered good, like playing instruments at church or, you know, helping out other people that were, they were saying that they needed help. It was often at the cost of me and often at the cost of him. So there was poor boundaries from the beginning that I had noticed with my husband. And then there was these like issues relationally with his family. Like, you know, he, they didn't have connection really at all in their family, but um, he wanted to like do whatever they were doing in ministry all the time. And, and I felt really like annoyed by that. And I felt like it was unhealthy and I, and I couldn't place my finger on what was wrong for the longest time. And then as the years went on, we ended up moving away from his family and then moved to San Luis Obispo, California, which was my dream place. And we got here and I noticed that, yeah, we weren't with his family anymore, but a lot of those same behaviors were happening, like the poor boundaries, you know, whether that was with work or with friends, there was just lots of poor boundaries. And, and then he would never tell me that there was something wrong, like in our relationship, like he would never say, oh, like, I don't like it when you do this, or I don't like it when you do that. Like he would never share any complaints that he had with me and he never shared needs. And so because I, I didn't really grow up with um, needs being shared, I didn't recognize it, but I definitely felt that something was wrong. And then when our world blew up, um, I was just shocked at the depth of issues that were there. And he went away and he got some help and then he came back and he looked like a very different person. It was like he had had an epiphany on why he was doing the things that he was doing and that it was indeed an addictive hiding pattern. And as I noticed really quickly, he started to change and he started to share things with me that he hadn't shared before. And he really started to open up. And so I was like, okay, like I'll give this a chance. I will, I will give this a chance because it doesn't seem like the person that he's been being behind the scenes is really that person, but I actually don't know this person. And so over the course of time, as we became emotionally healthy and connected, I was seeing things that I'd never thought could happen in a relationship, number one, ever. <laughs> and then number two, I was experiencing things in our relationship that I didn't even think would be possible, especially after going through betrayal. And so some of those things that I want to share with you are this, you know, I began to realize that with lots of education <laughs> that you actually can't give out in a relationship what you don't have. And there are specific things that are really, really important in childhood that you need to get. And I say this a lot with my clients. If you did not get these specific things met, these needs met from zero, meaning conception to 25, then you are going to have deficits in your adult relationships, whether that's romantic or friendships, you're going to have these deficits. And the way these deficits show up is based in the character structures that we have as people. And Dr. Townsend, um, he's the one that founded the idea of character structure. So it's attachment, separation, integration, and adulthood slash authority. And when you don't have these basic needs met from zero to 25, you have to learn another way to manage and cope with not having those needs met. And so these show up in really, really odd ways often. Um, and they, they often don't make sense because, you know, if you're needing nurture as a child and you don't get those nurturing needs met, 
you have to figure out another way to cope or deal with the fact that you didn't get those needs met. And so my husband, for example, um, he found pornography really early on in his life. And that for a time met that need. It was, it was very, um, alluring and drawing and, and for a time it met that need. But then as time went on, it became a destructive behavior in his life. It was actually doing the opposite of what he was wanting. It wasn't building connection. Actually it was building disconnection, deeper disconnection in himself with me and with God and with other people. I mean, it fanned out to every aspect of his life. And so, but, but the thing is, is that there was no other option. And when there's no other option as kids, we have to learn to cope in some way. And, you know, like I have had experiences with clients, um, multiple clients where they didn't get their needs met as a kid. And, you know, even, even just basic things like sharing an emotion and however that looks like, whether that was deep sadness or excitement or anger, they weren't matched emotionally by their, their parent. They weren't matched with the same, um, excitement or same sadness or same anger. And so they learned to shut that down. And they went completely flat instead of being able to express emotion in a way where they could be able to be matched and seen and heard and understood and celebrated or to be grieved with, or even to have that camaraderie and anger. And we take all of this stuff into our adult relationships. We take all of this into our romantic relationships. And, you know, Disney has taught us that, the prince will come, your princess will arrive, and it will heal all. And what we end up finding out is that it creates a bigger crap storm when we get into romantic relationships. All of our family of origin stuff all of a sudden just becomes completely activated in our body. And that's why we can go outside of the relationship and have other relationships, or we can go outside the relationship and serve people so well in ministry because those people are not triggering the very thing that we need healing in. And marriage can be a beautiful place to heal these things, but without the proper tools and support, you cannot heal these types of marital issues now because now they're becoming a marital issue. They were childhood issues and now they're a marital issue. And so you ever notice like if your spouse is leaning into you and they, they want connection with you and you're like, that's a, that's a child part that has not been seen or heard or have healing yet. Um, you hear this a lot with people that have enmeshment issues. Maybe they grew up with a mom that was super dysfunctional and the mom was literally telling the child all of her feelings and taking, taking, taking from the child. And the child wasn't able to even feel and express their own emotions. And then what ends up happening to that child is that child is lost. That child doesn't even know who they are. And then they have to wear a mask in order to like know how to function in society as an adult. And they don't even know what they need themselves. They've shut it down and cut it off because as a child, it wasn't met or matched. Like I was talking about earlier with the emotions. And so we take all of this into our adult relationships and societally, you know, we expect these adult relationships, you know, our romantic partner to just heal that. And then there's resentment that builds from that. Like, you know, if you didn't meet my need in this area, then I'm going to have to go find somebody else because you're not meeting it. And I got to tell you, 
that's BS. That's your child part that hasn't been seen or heard as a child. And you're not recognizing that part of you is actually screaming to be healed and known by you. And yes, we can bring that into our marital relationship, but if the person doesn't have capacity, because as a child, they didn't get capacity built into them from zero to 25, like I was talking about, then it's going to be really hard. You're going to keep going back to that person to get your needs met. They don't have capacity built into them. And so what am I saying? Like, if we don't have these resources as adults, because they didn't get built into us from zero to 25, then we are really going to struggle in our marital relationships. And you know, it's so funny. Like I literally did not want to do any sort of marital coaching. I did not want to do anything like that. I was like, I will do groups. I will do individual. I do not want to do anything marital. And then I got these clients and I started watching them and I could cry. Just even thinking about this together, the three of us, going line by line, moment by moment, body sensation by body sensation, emotion by emotion, slowly unpacking each piece. And we were undoing in each session, each session that I have with each client and their partner, undoing childhood scripts, bodily responses, defense mechanisms, emotions. Okay. Like literally undoing that part of them that has been so alone and in bondage or, you know, pushed away and giving us space between these two people who have come together and committed themselves in marriage to heal and undo aloneness for each part together has been a literal miracle. I have seen people that did not get their attunement needs met or nurture needs met and watch their spouse hold and have capacity for that part of them and stay with them and track with them to where then all of a sudden this part of them that's been alone for so long is now seen and heard and integrated. And then their marriage is becoming integrated. It's like, this whole new way of being that they've never encountered before. All of the things in their childhood that was missing were slowly, slowly, slowly giving voice for that. Obviously we can't undo the childhood, but we can undo what's happening in the body, in the emotions, in the core memories right now and rewrite the story together. And what this does is transformational. I'm talking about permanent transformation. I'm not talking about, oh, they're just going to go back to it. Like when they're activated. No, I'm talking about, we are dipping into the subconscious beliefs, tracking through the body. What is the body saying? Feeling it in there, you know, feeling what sensations are coming up from head to toe and getting curious what it's saying. And that's the thing is like, we're taught so much in society, just push away your feelings, push away the body sensations, do something else, get busy, go eat. And we push it away. And that part of us becomes extremely activated and does things that we don't like. We don't even want to do it. 
And yet this part of us is doing it because it's like, hey, I'm here. I need to let this out exactly how it is. I need to be seen how it is. And when we can do that in our marriages with help, has to be with help. You can't do it alone. That's the truth. I have studied this for over a year now, and I have seen success every client session where there was hopelessness because there was cheating, there was pornography use, or there was trauma before the marriage and literally seeing them come together and create something completely new is a miracle. And it's really simple when we slow everything way down and you have somebody that's trained and can track with you and, and point out those things and, and help in the process. It is literally my greatest joy to watch people who said, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think this is going to work. I actually think that I'm done and see them repair. And not only are they repairing what's happened between them, but what's happened in their body that they were doing from their childhood and heal those parts of them and be seen in that place. And the thing is, it takes, really, it takes the ability to face and feel. And it's really hard when you've been using coping mechanisms for a really long time to face and feel in reality and to let somebody in on that space that we feel is so dark and ugly. But if you can do it in your marriage, it is wild because each person can go, actually, this isn't about me. This is about what happened to you when you were little and you're just still acting out of that place. Oh, like you don't actually feel this way about me. You're projecting how you felt as a kid with your mom onto me. Oh, like you're doing that because that gave you safety and comfort when you didn't have anybody to be safe and comforting. You see, this is where the beauty happens, where connection can be rebuilt or even built for the first time ever in a way that you could never even dream of. It is possible to heal your marriage. It takes work and the right support, but it is absolutely possible. Thanks for listening today, you guys. If you have found today's podcast helpful, please like, subscribe, and share. If you are interested in coaching with me, go to www.identitylife.coach. And you can also find me on Instagram, identity.life.coach.